NFL Betting Lines, brought to you by Lock 4 Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Lock 4 Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. You know what it is. I'm your host, Connor, alongside me, Steve. Steve, how we doing, buddy? All is well, my guy. Tough, tough, uh, tough couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks, so uh, I think this week is uh, no, we did good. a pretty good one. We did good last week. We did all right last week. We did better than we did the week before. So let's keep it rolling, man. We're on the up and up right now. We're hitting this mid-season stride. We're getting bye weeks in. Teams coming off a of bye. We're starting to get into rhythm here. I like it, especially on the over unders. We've been doing a lot better on those lately too. So, let's jump right into this news and notes. We're talking Thursday night game here, and we have a bunch of inactives for the Green Bay Packers. we got uh, Devontae Adams, uh, Alan Lazard, a bunch of wide receivers out due to COVID protocol. Uh, J.J. Watt's going to be out too, non-COVID related. DeAndre Hopkins is doubtful going into that game. So, that's going to be an interesting one. We're looking at a a 6.5 point line there favoring the cards. Uh, some other news and notes. We got Zach Wilson with a PCL strain out two to four weeks, man, and the Patriots were just thrashing him around, hitting him way late after the whistle. That was uh, hard to watch. Although the Jets did sign Joe Flacco, Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco, the highest passer rating in the pl- playoffs, Joe Flacco, elite. He will be. Uh, he should be starting this week, I think. I haven't heard too much about that, but you would assume that he would since he knows the uh, playbook for the most parts. Uh, we got a trade. We got a midseason trade here. We only got about a week till the trade deadline. We got Mark Ingram going back home to New Orleans. They trade him from Houston for a late round pick. I think that was a six round pick. You said, Steve. Yeah, I don't think it's been determined yet, but it's about a six or seventh round pick. It's a good whole uh, going home story for Mark Ingram. Yeah, well worth it. Definitely worth that pick. Uh, and other trade talks, we got Deshaun, Deshaun Watson trade talks heating up. I know we talked about this last week, so we're not really going to focus too much on it this week, Steve. But we got about six days left until the uh, trade deadline. And Steve, you heard some news about this earlier today. And what was that? Uh, last night, a Houston reporter, reporter reported that there is a deal in place for Deshaun Watson to go to Miami. Uh, Miami is going undergoing one more final background check, make sure they have all the information they have, because I think they are about to spend the house on uh, Deshaun Watson. And obviously they should. If everything clears, uh, we know what he is in the NFL, and he's a really good player. So uh, hopefully everything clears and we get Deshaun Watson back on the football field uh, sooner than later. Man, poor Tua. Poor Tua. <clears throat> Giving up on your... On your man there. Um, anxious to see where he will go. He is going to be a decent quarterback somewhere else, man. It's it's hard to win in Miami. Definitely hard to win under this regime. Uh, and then we got some uh, good news. We got Rob Gronkowski and Tyrod Taylor both returning to practice. Gronk's been out the last couple weeks with broken ribs. Tyrod has been out for the last couple weeks. I forget what his deal was, but... They're not set to play this week, so we'll see one more week of Davy Mills, and then Tyrod will be back under center for the Houston Texans. All right, Steve, anything else you want to touch on before we dive into these lines here? 
No, I'll say I looked at the lines already, and they look a heck of a lot better than last week. So let's let's make some money this week. Yeah, last week had some wonky lines. Uh, not as many big ones this week, but let's get into it. Starting with the Thursday night game, we got the Green Bay Packers traveling to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals, Steve, here. And while I pull up where the money is, I want you to give your take. Uh, we got the Cardinals favored by 6.5 here. Yeah, this one doesn't make sense to me, man. Aaron Rodgers uh, said publicly yesterday he's enjoying playing football in Green Bay right now, and everything seems to be clicking. Um, now, I understand what's going on in Arizona special, but you're giving me a touchdown in Aaron Rodgers. Yes, Devontae Adams is out, but De- DeAndre Hopkins might be out. Um, J.J. Watt, I believe, already has been ruled out. So if those guys are out and I'm getting Aaron Rodgers to seven points, I'll take that all day. I'm going to – I want to hammer this. We're not very good on Thursday night games, so I'll lean it. But um, I do like the Packers in the situation this week. This one's pretty even here. We only got uh, 54 – or sorry, we got 52% of the bets and 54% of the money on Arizona here, minus 6.5 points. Uh, you know, this one's interesting to me. I feel like the Packers are a team that, uh, historically speaking, kind of a boomer bust team in these big games. Uh, I have the Cardinals here. I'm going to take the Cardinals minus six and a half, and I think I will bet it. Devontae Adams is such a huge part of this offense. I mean, they have a super deep wide receiving core. But it never seems to pan out with those other guys, man. They always seem to lean on Devontae. He gets a ton of targets a game. And Bobby Tunyon hasn't been impressive this year. Aaron Jones, he started out the season pretty good. But his numbers are weaning in these last few weeks, man. I just think Arizona is hot, hot right now. And I think they are going to steamroll the Packers and prove that they are one of the best teams in the NFC. Give me the Cardinals minus 6.5 in this one. I really like Arizona at home. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 50. Uh, I think these offenses are both just too good. I know you alluded to um, the potential of those two receivers being out, which, but these offenses are good because of their quarterbacks. I expect them both to stay hot. I like the over here on a lean as well. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I'm going to fade it, though. Not 100% sure, man. That This Arizona Cardinals defense is really good. They're super fast, and they're going to get Rodgers flushed out of the pocket. And he's not going to have his main guy to throw to. So I am concerned on how many points the Packers will score. But I do think Arizona is going to route the Packers defense. Especially with no Jair Alexander. I really like Arizona in this matchup. Okay. Actually, Connor, before we roll into the next one, I actually like the same, a same game teaser here to put the Packers up to, almost, to two touchdowns. Uh, well, 13 and a half it would be. And uh, bring that over down to 43. I love that bet, actually. That is probably the bet I will take tomorrow night. And, yeah, looking at this on a yards-per-game basis, man, Arizona has the fourth-best defense in the league. So they are performing really well. Third-best against the pass, too. So I don't know, man. I just, you know, I wasn't sold in Arizona earlier in the year, but the more I see him play, the more I do like the Cardinals. But... All right, getting to the Sunday slate of games. We're talking 1 o'clock Eastern time. We got some divisional matchups to get to this week. We got the Miami Dolphins traveling to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills here, Steve. Uh, Let's see if I get right here. The money spread. We have 73% of the bets and 97% of the money on the Buffalo Bills minus 14, Steve. 
Yeah, two touchdowns is a lot, but if we look at the current state of the Miami Dolphins, it's really bad. The Bills are coming off a bye week in which they had lost to the Titans, and I mean, it was a crazy game, so it's not like they got whooped on, but they lost a close one in which when the Bills were rolling, so I like the Bills to come out here and ball and hammer in this. Um, Two touchdowns is a lot to give up in a divisional game, but the Dolphins are down in the dumps, and I think the Bills are coming back out on a mission. Josh Allen seems like that guy that knows how to keep his guys motivated um, through the season, and I expect them to have a big, big week this week. Listen, man, Miami's got it all figured out now. Last week I said they were the worst team in the NFL. This week I'm saying they got it figured out because they went out and they signed your boy, Duke Johnson. He's going to be carrying the rock for the Miami Dolphins. No, I'm just kidding. Buffalo minus 14 is my lock of the week. They may win by 40. I'm not getting into this. Miami is absolutely terrible, and Buffalo is what Buffalo is. I could see him doing something very similar to when they first played this year. Steve, give me the over-under on 50. Um, does Miami score 10 points? Yeah, I'll say probably. I'm going to fade this. Uh, I guess I'll fade the over. I think Miami can get 13, but I expect the Bills to put up a nice 40-burger this weekend. Yeah, Bills should roll. I don't see him shutting out Miami in back-to-back games. But uh, I got the underwritten down on a fade. Not sure if they're going to put it to him like they did last week. But definitely, not. you know what, I'll, I'll change that to an over. I don't like betting with big spreads and betting the under. I've done that before, and it's always burnt me. So if you're going to take Buffalo, take the over. If you want to take Miami, take the under. That's the way you want to go in this one. All right, next game we're getting to. We have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons here, Steve. And Vegas has the Falcons favored by three points in this one. We have 65% of the bets and 62% of the money on the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I'm not sure what to do. This is my do-not-touch game of the week. Because I don't know what to expect from either team. Obviously, the Panthers haven't been very good ever since you decided to hop on the wagon. So thank you for doing that. Um, But I still don't think I trust uh, Matt Ryan against a good defense. He has thrown for 300 yards in back-to-back weeks. That's super impressive. Everyone thought he was really starting to fall off. Kind of seen that way. Boom, boom, back-to-back, bounce-back game. So um, he's been playing really well, and that's to be noted. Kyle Pitts is really starting to make that step and becoming what people thought he was going to be. So definitely excited to see that. But um, something just tells me that Carolina's offense is going to get right again. Not necessarily to the level it was at in the first three or four weeks, but um, it can't be this bad. You, they have just too many guys for it to be this bad. Um, I I don't know why. I still have a little bit of faith in Darnold, but I do. And um I know he hasn't looked right since McCaffrey, but so with that being said, I just I'm gonna fade this, but I think I'd play Carolina's side, um, getting points against a bad defense with a, a lot of good playmakers on offense, and they just gotta figure out how to get the ball to those playmakers, and I trust Roe Brady to to do that. Yeah, you know why Carolina's gonna get it back together is because I am hopping off that Carolina bandwagon, Steve. I'm going with the Falcons minus three here. Ever since I jumped on that Carolina bandwagon, man, I don't think they've won a single game and nor cover a spread, and I've been locking them too. Uh, Give me the Falcons minus three here. I ain't touching this game, though. Uh, Surprisingly, even though the Panthers have not been playing as well, they still have the number three overall defense and number two against the pass here, Steve. So I could see why you'd like to take Carolina plus points in this one. 
I just don't have any faith in either of these teams. I will not be touching this one. Steve, give me the over-under on 45 and a half. 45. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to play this because I think it's going to be super close to this. I'm going to go with the under. Um, but I do think this gets super close. Uh, the Carolina defense is just going to be able to get stops. And if their offense is as bad as it was last week, then uh, this definitely could be a lower scoring game. So. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the over. Hopefully, Carolina can get it together because that Atlanta defense is not very good, and I think that Atlanta offense is starting to catch fire, man. I think Kyle Pitts is coming to fruition, trying to be what they wanted him to be, what they expected him to be, taking him with a was a number four overall draft pick in last year's draft. So, give me the over on that, forty five and a half. All right, next game getting to, we got the Carolina Panthers. No, we don't. Sorry. We have the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions here, Steve. Uh, Vegas has Philly favored by three points. So this is a split line here. We got 68% of the tickets on Philly, but we got 56% of the money on the Lions. So Detroit is with the public in this game. Yeah, I mean... It's a tough game to call. Uh, Philly was my upset of the week against Las Vegas last week. It didn't look very good. Um, I, I just don't have a darn clue what's going on in Philly. Although, if they're going to throw the ball so much, um, I like Kenny Gainwell in that role. So, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Miles Sanders. I mean, I think the opportunity is obviously going to be there. But I think he actually might fit better in that system. I just think he's going to be a better receiving back than Miles Sanders. And, um, you know, the way Jalen Hurts has been playing... But, uh, I, I mean, I, I just like where Detroit is. The only thing that makes me nervous is heading into a bye, Connor. I'll take Detroit at home with the three points um, on a lean. Uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned with the looking ahead to the bye week and not winning a game. But uh, this might be the week they do it. Sprinkle, maybe sprinkle that money line. We'll see. Yeah, I'm going to take the Lions plus three here too. And uh, I was explaining this a few weeks ago. When you see these split ticket lines, when they got the majority of the tickets on the team that has less of the money, go with the team that has the more money. Even though you're trying to fade the public, in this case, the public is actually on the Eagles because we got 70% of the bets. So we got a lot more but lower value bets. So that means more of the Sharps are taking the Lions plus three here, which I consider myself a Sharp. Knock on wood. But um, I'm going to take the Lions plus three here, and I will be sprinkling them money line. I think they get it done for uh, MCDC before the bye week here, man. Philly is just not a very good football team. Seems like Jalen Hurts is running for his life every week, and that Detroit Lions defensive line is super fast. Um, give me the over-under here, Steve, on 47 and a half. I don't have faith in either one of these defenses, and I think both offenses are more than capable of scoring 24 points against either one of these defenses. So I actually do like the over here on a lean. Yep, I will take the over as well for everything you just said. All right, next game getting to, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to Indianapolis to play the Colts here, Steve. We got the Colts favored by one. We have 91% of the bets and 83% of the money on the Titans in this matchup. Yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous. I understand what's been going on. There's been a trend in the NFL. Um, every time a team gets a big win, it seems like that team is following it up with a bad loss. Well, we said that last week after the um, Titans beat the Bills. Well, now they just beat the, the Chiefs. 
Oh, and now you're going to tell me that they're underdogs to the Colts? Uh, get out of here. This is an easy lock. Uh, oh, yeah. It still doesn't have to be my lock because it's an upset of the week because I, it just makes no sense. Connor. I don't see what Vegas sees in the Colts. I've said this all year. Yes, they've been playing better. I get that. Carson Wentz has been throwing for three, 400 yards a week these days, but I don't care, man. I saw what the uh, Titans defense looked like against Patrick Mahomes. They're rolling. Uh, when Derrick Henry gets those legs rolling, he's unstoppable, and I think we're hitting that point where he's going into unstoppable mode. I expect him to break the rushing record this year. Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans, too, plus one, man. It's, I mean, it's basically a pick em. and you're, you're talking this small of a line. Uh, I will take the money line as well with you, Steve. I just I just don't think the Indianapolis Colts are a very good football team. Granted, they did look good last week in primetime, and I think that has a lot to do with it. When you go into San Francisco and you play in an absolute downpour and you put 30 points on what's supposed to be a very good 49ers defense, but in all actuality, it's not a good very it's not a very good San Francisco 49ers team. They are just injury depleted, and they have nobody to lean on besides Debo Samuel. Um, I get it. Looking at the Colts, Jonathan Taylor's looking good. You got Michael Pittman Jr. looking good, man. But these Tennessee Titans are just on a roll, man. They are on a roll, and I will be betting with Tennessee until um, until further notice, man, because these guys are hot right now. I don't think Indy has what it takes to slow down Derrick Henry, and it looks like A.J. Brown and Julio are both back to 100%. So this Tennessee team's looking real good right now. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 51. Uh, this, man, the Titans offense is just rolling, and so is the Colts. So, um, But the Colts defense looked really good against the Chiefs. I'm going to lean the under. Just a little too many points for my liking in this kind of game. I expect Derrick Henry to get rolling if the, Chief, the Colts defense slowed him down a little bit. Um, it could lead out for longer drives, running that clock off. Yeah, it's going to be a big Derrick Henry, uh, big Jonathan Taylor game. Give me the under as well. Uh, next game getting to, we're talking the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Houston to play the Texans here, Steve. Vegas has the Rams favored by 14 and a half. Um, we're looking uh, 14 and a half. I, okay, here we go. 93% of the bets and 94% of the money is on the Rams. I mean, the Rams had a little bit of a disappointment against the Lions. Uh, what was the line? Like 16 and a half or something? Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. These NFL teams aren't, like, necessarily that bad, but the the Texans are just a mess. They're, they're going to be selling guys. You don't know who's going to be in or out. Um, I'm not going to play this. It's too much because, you know, I there's no doubt that they can keep it within two touchdowns. Um, but with that being said, I would go the Rams way because the Texans are just a complete mess. I, the, I don't really have much to say on this game. We know what the Rams are. Cooper Cup's like on pace to break Megatron's record, which is just insane to think about. Um, but with that being said, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near this game. This line's way too much for me. Maybe a potential teaser game if you like the Rams. I was just I was just about to say that I take the Rams down to uh, seven and the over down to forty. I really like that a lot. Yeah, fourteen and a half is a lot, man. But Houston is a terrible team, and I think the Rams are. Uh, they Rams have not been looking as good lately, so I do think they are due for a bounce back game. Uh, that game last week against the Lions was very close, although Jared Goff revenge game, so can't go there. But uh, 
I'll take the Rams minus 14 and a half uh, on a fade. I'm not going to put any money on that per se, but I will probably tease that with the over. Uh, Steve, give me the over under on 47 and a half in this one. Yeah, I like the over here. Um, I really like the over at 40. That's a great call by you. I was kind of like thinking about that as a teaser. And then when you said that, the over under was at 47. I was like, boom, that's perfect. I, I do like the over here. Rams offense is just that good. Yes, it is, especially against that Houston defense, which is not very good. And this Rams defense is uh, not not like it should be. We're looking right here, their bottom half in the league, allowing almost 400 yards a game. So maybe Davey Mills can go out with a bang here and put some points on the board. So Okay, next game getting to, we got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to New York to play the Jets here, Steve. We got the Bengals favored by 10.5 points. We got 97% of the bets and 98% of the money on the Bengals. So, like I was saying, like these teams that like are on a roll, and I'm not sure there's any team in the NFL right now on a roll like Cincinnati, especially after their performance last week. I'm sorry to bring that up, Connor. Um... I think the crazy thing that happens this week, I'm not going to bet it. I don't feel confident in it, but I think I think the Jets can cover this. I, Mike White has been named the starter, but some like I keep saying it, like I think the Bengals are going to be really good in a couple of years. I, I there's something that just tells me that this team is going to fall off. I don't know why they've done nothing to prove that, but my gut just tells me it's a year too early for the Bengals. And teams do show up a year before than people think, especially the great ones. So. Um, I'm not saying, like, I feel great about it, but something just gives me a feeling that the Jets end up covering this. Bengals win by seven. Um, why? I'm not sure. The Jets secondary, I believe, has been better than uh, people expect. It might even just be the strength of their team, their defense. The defense line is pretty good. but um, So I don't know, man. Something just tells me uh, that the Jets find a way to cover this. Yeah, I was going to fade the public here, and then I, for some reason, I forgot Zach Wilson is not playing in this game, so I will be taking the Bengals uh, minus ten and a half. I feel pretty confident in this one. I don't know much about that Mike White kid, so he is starting. It is not Joe Flacco here, Steve. Yeah, it's been confirmed. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I got to look more into this quarterback. I don't really know too much about him, but I will take Cincinnati. If I don't find anything I like, I may take him alternate line, push that up to minus 13 and a half, get some plus money here because I, I just think the Bengals are on a roll right now and I don't think the Jets are very good. Although, Steve, good point. You're saying the secondary is the soul of that Jets defense, man. In Cincinnati, all they do or what they do best is throw the rock. So interesting to see how that matches up. If that's a stalemate, this 10.5 looks really good if you're betting the plus points. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 42.5. Um, it's probably, I think, I, you know what, I'm actually going to fade this, uh, but I was going to go with the over. But I think about this, the Bengals defense has been pretty good. I could see them having issues. And if the Jets secondary can show up and compete with the passing game of the Cincinnati Bengals, this is definitely an under. Yep, uh, this is a big under game. I like that a lot. Maybe another good teaser game. You can tease the Bengals down to three and a half, and then uh, we're talking under 50. So, yeah, I like that a lot too. What's not to like about these seven-point teasers though, right? I almost like them too much. 
All right, next game getting to. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns here, Steve. Uh, your Browns are favored by four points for some strange reason. Uh, we got 52% of the money and 70% of the, sorry, 52% of the tickets, 70% of the money on Cleveland here, Steve. I, I wish I was as confident as the public is on the Browns. Uh, they got a big win. Like obviously, getting that win with uh, majority of your second string offense was really impressive against a um, Denver Broncos team that's been struggling. But uh, just to see Dearney Johnson, it just shows you that offensive line is what needs to be paid. Because yes, it's nice to have the cream hot and the Nick Chubb. You can't have all this money tied up into both of those guys when you have a, a guy making a million dollars and Ernie Johnson going for one fifty on a on a Denver, Denver front. Um, I'm not sure what to expect here. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Browns. I don't know if OBJ is playing. The Browns have still have a ton of injury concerns. Steelers coming off a bye. Mike Tomlin is a really good coach as an underdog. Um, so I don't know what to expect here. I'm not going to touch it. If I had to play it, I'm probably playing Steelers plus four just because of the uh, potential uncertainty. Yeah, I'll play Steelers plus four on my upside of the week, Steve, since you took my other upside of the week with the Titans here. Uh, just like you said, too many injury concerns for Cleveland. Although I don't think it really matters if they're going to r- keep running the ball that good. But I don't think they'll be able to run it against Pittsburgh like they did um, the uh, Broncos. <coughs> I'll take Pittsburgh plus four here. I think they're healthier coming off of bye, man, and... Uh, Something really pissed off Mike Tomlin, man. We're asking him about USC job because uh, I think he took that as an insult to say, like, you think I'm washed up as a Steelers head coach? Well, check this out. Go into Cleveland and get it done, which I think they will do. No knock on you guys, but injuries are just becoming uh, a part of everyday life for the Cleveland Browns now. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 42. Yeah, and just to get back to that Mike Tomlin point, I forgot we should have talked about this earlier. Um, see, everyone is like on the fact that like he really shut it down and he absolutely did. He left no, nothing to think about. But the only thing that really caught my attention is when he said there's no booster with a big enough blank check. Kind of sounds like he had an offer and he's saying we need more. Could be, could be crazy, but something just tells me he's saying that he wants more money offered. But with that being said, over under a 42, oh, man, Steelers, Steelers offense is good. Browns defense is iffy. I think I'm just going to fade the under here. I expect this to be a run first game. A lot of Nick Chubb, a lot of Najee Harris. Yep, I am going to take the under as well for everything you just stated. All right, next game getting to, we got the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers. I don't know why that was so hard to say. Traveling to, to Chicago to take on the Bears here. Uh, we got the Niners favored by four. And if I can find the split. Uh, we have the 49ers. Okay, this is another split line. We got uh, 60% of the tickets on the Bears, but 76% of the money on the Niners. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, man. The Bears were really bad. I know the 49ers haven't been looking too great, but uh, I really like what they have in Elijah Mitchell. He's played pretty good for them. I expect Jimmy G to get the ball going through the air. They have to find a way to get Brandon Ayuk uh, in this game. Khalil Mack is out. I have no faith in what the Bears are doing. The best thing, like, I, I can't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's messed up. Um, Matt Nagy does have COVID. COVID, I believe he will be missing the game this Sunday. Obviously, we hope, like, he gets no ill effects from that. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how Justin play, Justin Fields plays without him being mm-hmm. there. I, I, this could be a sneaky good performance for by Justin Fields. Um and if it is, uh, Matt Nagy might be getting fired in the morning. I do like San Fran here on a hammer. Yeah, I'm hammering the Niners too, and I'm changing it, Steve. This is my upset of the week. I like these split lines here when you got more of the money, more of the bets on one team rather, and more of the money on the other. I like the Niners a lot before this game. I just feel like they have the scheme to beat Chicago. And if I think the Niners are bad, I think the Bears are much worse. So. Go with the Niners here, minus four. I like a bounce-back game from the boys. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 39 and a half. 39. I just think when lines are this low, they're this low for a reason. And I I don't know. It's just low, but I'm not going to play it because of that. Um, I honestly think if you're going to play a teaser, I tease down the over, though. Like, over 33, that's, that's extremely low, so... But that's that's just how I feel. I wouldn't play it unless it's in a teaser, and I would just tease down the over because 33 is ridiculous for an NFL game. I don't know how many points the Chicago Bears are going to be able to score because on paper the Niners have a better defense than the Bucks, and they could only kick a field goal against the Buccaneers last week. So, I mean, I, I don't really know, man. This, this Bears team is absolutely atrocious. Uh, but... Give me the under. Give me the under. I like that. Don't be afraid to bet low unders. They're that low for a reason, just like you said, Steve. Okay, next game. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks here, Steve. Uh, We got the Seahawks favored by three points. 89% of the tickets and 92% of the money is on Seattle. Yeah, absolutely no faith in either one of these teams. I'm not playing it. Um, but something sneaky to watch is how Trevor Lawrence throws the ball a lot in that Seattle defense isn't good against the pass. Yes, it looked good this past week. A, it was raining, and B, <laughs> Jameis is Jameis. Like, you just never know what you're getting. Um, so with that being said, Trevor Lawrence could have a big day here. Uh I'm not sure what to do here, Connor. I would probably play the Jaguars plus a three. Uh, I could see them stealing another win here potentially um, because, like, Seattle's just a mess, man. Um, Defense has been better, though. Something to keep an eye on. That's why I'm not playing it. But um, I do think the Jaguars have a chance in this game. Uh, They definitely have a chance in this game. Uh, Geno Smith has been playing absolutely terrible. Uh, this is my do not touch game of the week. Uh, Jaguars are second worst against the pass, and Seattle is sixth worst, sixth worst against the pass. So neither of these teams can stop each other, but both these teams have trouble moving the ball too uh, right now. Maybe not so much Jacksonville, but uh, Geno Smith has a hard time getting it done. Uh, I don't really know who to bet in this one. I think I'm just going to take the home team. I'm going to go with the Seahawks minus three on a fade. Not betting it, though. Don't really like that. 
Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 43.5. Fading this, I'd fade the over just because the Jacksonville secondary is pretty bad, so maybe Geno can get something going. I do think the Jags are going to be able to put up points this week, so I do like the over here on a fade. Yep, I'm with you. Actually, no, I'll lean that over. I'm going to lean that over. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Really not too much to talk about this game. This is probably the worst game of the week, so... On to the next one. Next one's interesting. I really like this game. We're talking New England Patriots traveling out west to take on the Chargers here, Steve. Uh, Chargers are favored by 5.5 points. Uh, Split line again. We got 60% of the tickets on the Patriots, but 62% of the money is on the Chargers here, Steve. Yeah, I mean, I just like the Chargers in this situation. The Colts, or the Colts, sorry. The Patriots have been up and down. They looked pretty darn good last week, but come on. It was the Jets. Um, the Jets aren't playing very good. Um, they looked good against the Cowboys the week before that. So, yeah, the, the Patriots are kind of an up right now, but with the way the Chargers got sent into the bye against the Ravens, I really like that that they had a bye week, and now that they were able to put stuff together, I expect them to be extreme, extremely focused this week. Cover this spread. I'm hammering them in in uh, Los Angeles. Man, this is uh, this is a tricky one. Okay, Chargers cannot stop the run. Everyone knows that, but they're very good against the pass. They're fourth best against the pass. They only allow about 200 yards a game through the air. Uh, you know, looking at New England, they're starting to get that offense together, man. Mac Jones looks a little better every single week. Uh, we're looking here. Can New England pound the rock on a yards per game basis? They cannot only 95 yards per game, but they had some, they had some weeks in there where I think they only had one net rushing yard against Tampa Bay in that game. So, I mean. Take it for what you will, <clears throat> but I do think New England is going to get it done in this game against the Chargers. I feel like they're going to be able to keep everything underneath, and that's the weak part of the Chargers' defense. Uh, they don't really have that much of a pass rush to be concerned with, so I think Mac Jones is going to have time to sit back in the pocket and go through his reads and make the correct read. Mac Jones is really impressing me this year. I believe he's the best rookie quarterback out of this draft class right now. I'm going to take him five and a half. I may sprinkle a little money line depending. I'm not 100% sure, but I do like him to uh, to keep it close regardless, if not win the game outright, Steve. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pats here on an upset. Uh, Steve, give me the uh, over-under on 49 and a half. I expect both these offenses to uh, ball out. I like the over in this matchup on a lean. I just... Like I said, I like the Chargers in this spot a lot, and I I just could see them putting up a nice 30-burger after what happened before the bye week and then having time to reset and refocus. I'm going to go with the under here. If New England is to win the game, I think they're going to have to, uh, or even if they want to keep it close, I think their defense is going to have to step up, and I think it will. I'm going to go with the under. 50 is a bit high. Another good teaser game, man, if you want to push that uh, – that over up if you don't think it's going to be very high scoring and then you get new england at like plus 13 so do what you will with that but i like the uh i like the pats in this game uh let's see next game we got washington traveling to denver here um so denver's favored by three and uh we got boy a lot of splits a lot of uh money splits this week we got 60 percent of the tickets on washington 
but we have 64% of the money on the Broncos in this one. Yeah, this split makes me a little nervous. That's why I am not going to play it, but I will play it in a teaser. I will tease up the Washington football team up to 10 all day. The Denver Broncos have been terrible. I expect the Washington football team to get this done. I have absolutely no faith in what's going on in Denver. I, there's no reason to because it's they can't stop the run. They can't really stop much. They did hold the Browns 17 points, but again, that was their second unit while they were still rushing for 180, 190 yards against them. So um, I expect Antonio Gibson to have a big day if he can uh, stay healthy throughout the game. I just like this situation for the football team, so I am going to go that way put on a fade. If they would just start to eight at three. they would just start to give him the rock, you know, he'd be a little more productive instead of just feeding it to JD McKissick through the air. They just love to check down, man. They rather check down than run the football. And that's concerning to me, but I mean if it works, it works. I mean, it gets you yards, but it doesn't get you wins doing that, man. Um I'm gonna take uh geez, I don't like this game either. I don't like this line per se. Who'd you go with, Washington? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll take Washington plus three here. It's going to be close regardless. I like that teaser you said, push them up to plus ten, because it is going to be a close game regardless. Two mediocre football teams. I don't see one really having a stronger suit than the other, except Denver's a lot better on the defensive side of the ball, I guess. On paper, anyway. Uh... Yeah, not too much to go over in this one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, he is starting for the Broncos. He's still not playing 100%, though. I don't know if they should be uh, rolling with Drew Locke here when he's healthy, but I don't know. Both teams are a mess. Steve, uh, give me the over-under on 44.5. Yeah, and I'm going to tease up this under uh, in the same game teaser because they're definitely not scoring – 44 so i even like that number teased up um so that's just a good same game teaser in my opinion I, i'll take the under here all day these these teams are not nowhere in a groove it's going to be a grind it out kind of game i believe and i just i don't see these offenses putting up the points to hit the over here yeah on paper denver broncos have the fifth best defense in the nfl only allowing 320 yards a game and Washington has the fourth worst, allowing 406 yards a game. So I don't know about that over-under. Um, oh, and Jerry Judy, I think, is playing. I forgot to mention that. Oh, Jerry Judy is playing. Yeah, I do believe Jerry Judy comes back this week. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, a huge, that's a huge bump for Denver there. Um, give me the over. 44 and a half. It's uh it's a bit low for this game, man. Both these offenses can put up points, and I'm not really sold on either defense, especially that Washington defense is absolutely awful. Okay, next game getting to we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to New Orleans to play the Saints here, Steve. Tampa Bay is favored by six. Uh we are looking we got ninety seven percent of the bets and ninety eight percent of the money on the Bucks. Yep, lock it up. This is easy. I I don't know what Vegas is doing with the Saints here. After that terrible performance, just getting by Seattle, Jameis Winston is terrible. That's how you attack this Buccaneers secondary. I said that we should have took them minus the 12.5, but the number was so big, it kind of scared me away. I'm not getting scared of that crap no more. These Buccaneers are for real. Tom Brady is just absolutely absurd. And I got to get your thoughts, Connor. 
one Bitcoin, two Brady's, two signed Brady jerseys, a signed helmet by Brady, a signed Mike Evans jersey by and a signed helmet by Mike Evans and two years of season tickets. Is that enough for Brady's 600th TD ball? No, it's half a million dollars right there. I would have. I would have ran out the stadium with that. I would have put it under my shirt and said, see you guys later. I don't care how this game turns out. I just made half a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, and that's a half a million dollars today. What is that when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame? What is that 10, 15, 20 years from now? Come on now. I'd be a millionaire if I had that thing. Um, but with that being said, man, this <laughs> this team is just too good. Um, the Buccaneers are going to do what they do. Jameis can't be trusted to put up the points to uh, win this game. This is an easy one for me. Yeah, Jimmy Winston's terrible, man. That Saints team is a mess. And I really like uh, – you watch the uh, the Manning cast on the, uh, the Monday Night Football where Peyton and Eli, they commentate. It's yeah, not, absolutely. It's not really like a, a commentary. It's more of like a sit-down podcast, man. But it was funny because they had Drew Brees on, man. And Drew Brees did everything he could to bite his tongue to not trash the Saints, man. Because that was the worst Monday night football game I've seen uh, probably all year. Definitely. That was uh, that was really hard to watch, man. Uh, the Saints, they, they don't got it. They don't have it. Give me Tampa Bay minus six all day. Take them alternate line. Push that up to nine. They're they're winning by double digits. Easy. Uh, Steve, give me the over under on fifty. Fifty. The Bucks secondary it does give up points, so I like the over on a fade. I know the Buccaneers are giving me thirty five, so I could just see I could see New Orleans getting twenty one ish. I'll take the under. <clears throat> I'll take the under. Uh, Saints can't score the rock. All right, next game getting to. We have the Dallas Cowboys traveling to Minnesota, and this is our Sunday night primetime game. I'm really excited for this one. It's a lot more promising than uh, last week's game. We got Dallas favored by one here, Steve. Uh, we got 92% of the money and 92% of the tickets are on the Dallas Cowboys here, Steve. Yeah, it's because this line's goofy. <laughs> the Vikings are on the Cowboys level, man. I hope you're locking this up. Um, this doesn't make no sense to me. Dallas is clearly one of the best teams in the NFL coming off a of bye week. So is Minnesota, but come on, man. This is easy. Dallas, hammer. I'm with the public. I hate to do it, but I am with the public here. All right, Steve, riddle me this. Uh, so this... This line split here, I got 92% of the tickets, 92% of the money on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, right here, I had it at minus 2.5 because this was a few days ago. Uh, Steve, this line is pushed down to minus 1. Wouldn't you have thought that it would have went the other way if more of the money yeah, was on Vegas. Dallas? I think Vegas is just trying to play games. I do. They. This is exactly how they got people... Um, on on that Sunday night game with the pa uh, Patriots and the Buccaneers. The line was seven all week, two hours before kickoff. They drop it to six and a half. A lot more money goes back in on Tampa Bay and Vegas wins. Um, I think when something is so high like that, they want to keep pushing it that side. They know they're probably going to lose on that game. Um, but if they hit, you know, Vegas really hit. So that's something to be weary of. Yeah, wow, well, I guess so. Um 
All right, yeah, that just made me double-think my bet here. Um, Vikings are coming off a bye, correct? Yes. And aren't the Cowboys coming off a bye, too? Yep. Huh, okay. No advantage there. Um, you know, Vikings have been playing some good football this year, man. They, uh, they're two missed field goals away from beating uh, Arizona and beating Cincinnati. That's the number one seed in the NFC right now, the number one seed in the AFC right now. That would push the Vikings record up to, what, five and two? So, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just so sold on this Dallas Cowboys team. I've been super high on them all year. Um, I, I think Dallas will win the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be close, man. This this is a this is a toss up to me almost. I do like this Minnesota team. I just feel like they've been falling apart at the end of games here. But uh, Dallas isn't, uh, you know, they they don't have the best um, time management per se. <clears throat> Mike McCarthy. So uh, yeah, oh, man, this is tough. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here, though. I just I just like Dak a little more than Kirk, I guess. Uh, Steve, give me the over-under on 54-and-a-half. I like both these teams to score some points. I think this is going to be an entertaining Monday night game. I do think both defenses are better than uh, they're perceived, but both these offenses are pretty darn good. Coming off a of bye, Dalvin Cook gets to that extra week of rest. Um, Dallas offense is obviously clicking. I expect to, uh, I expect this to be a, a big scoring game. Give me that over on a hammer. Yeah, as do I. And this could very well come down to a whoever has the ball last is going to win kind of game. So give me the over. All right, uh, getting to the last game of the week here, Steve. We have the almighty Monday night football game. We got the New York Giants traveling to Arrowhead to play the Chiefs here, Steve. Uh, Chiefs are favored by 9.5. And, and I do not have spread bets for this. So who do you like in this one? Yeah, I, I could see this being... Like, it's going to be money and tickets on Kansas City. Kansas City being nine and a half years is a little weird, but um, their defense is so bad, but their defense is so bad, but they're playing a quarterback that knows how to make a defense look good, even when it's bad, and Danny Dimes. But my man Danny Dimes has been playing all right. I have no idea what to expect here, dude. I I, I can't expect the Chiefs to lose again, but um, you've said it before the year, the Super Bowl hangover. Um, I've been saying it. I said it since week one. They're not as good. They're just not a good football team. They can't play deep. They don't play defense and they can't run the ball. Those are two key things you need to win in the NFL. I could see this game being closer than people think. Uh, I'm going to fade this, but I would fade the Giants in the points. It's a lot of points. And uh, Patty Mahomes a little banged up. That offense uh, hasn't been clicking like we uh, typically see it. So I, if that's not clicking, then we, we're not even sure if we have that. I'll take the ten and a half. Thank you. Come again. I just don't know how you can bet on the Chiefs right now. The way that they've looked, they've looked absolutely terrible these last three or four weeks. And I know I I hear people saying like, uh, you know, they've had some tough games here. What a what a better opportunity than to um play come get a come get a good comeback game than to play the uh, New York Giants here. But uh, looking at their next three games here, Steve, if they don't beat the Giants, they're in some serious trouble because they play the Packers, the Raiders, and then the Cowboys the next three weeks. So um, I do expect there to be a little fire under the ass of the Kansas City Chiefs. I just have trouble betting money on them right now, especially with uh, almost a 10-point spread. 
Uh, granted, they're at home, and the Giants aren't a very good football team, man. But, I mean, I just I don't see how you can put your money on Kansas City right now. I'm taking the Giants plus 9.5. Uh, might tease that up. So, um, Steve, give me the uh, over-under on 52. Holy cow. I'm going to lean the under. It just seems like a way too many points for how um, the Kansas City offense has been looking. Yeah, Kansas City is going to score three touchdowns, but I don't know that we can guarantee that it's going to score much more than that, and that's a lot of points. Um, I, I just think this could be a 24-17 game. Yeah, I'm going to lean the under as well. Kansas City has a lot of work to do to get back to where they were last year and the year before. Uh, granted, the Giants do too, but I mean, this is just, it's going to be an ugly game. I'm going to go with the under here, Steve. All right, and that wraps it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Lock Forward Dub, the place to be to beat the bookies. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe to us. We are wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pod, Stitcher. Uh, we're all over the place. And uh, be sure to uh, leave us your lock of the week in our YouTube page in the comments section. I run a poll on Spotify every week. Be sure to check that out, guys. I'd like to hear your take on whatever the weekly poll is here. And, Steve, anything else you want to say before we get on out of here? Nope, just want to say thank you, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we made you guys some good money this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Lock for Dub podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Lock for Dub, the place to beat, beat the bookie.